0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm joined by my good friend once again, Aaron in Toronto. What's up, Aaron? Hello. How are you? I'm good. Uh, How? Okay, so we're recording this the day after the 2021 NBA draft lottery. I just got to ask first and foremost, how are you feeling?
1: I feel pretty good we got what we needed i think uh we avoided disaster which would have been uh the timberwolves getting a top 3 pick that would have been a disaster only having a having a 14th pick as an asset to use this off season so i i'm happy it's a if i was to grade it i would say it's a b which I, for some people they don't like b's but i'm pretty happy with a b <laughs> maybe even a b plus <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. Now that's good. That's good. Yeah, I got to admit like I woke up today and one of the first kind of waking thoughts I had was like, oh yeah, we got the 7th and 14th picks in the uh in the draft. And I was like, huh, okay, you know. To me, I mean those were the we had the best odds for those two picks, right? So like it is what it is. And yep. I think those are those are fine. Those are fine. I mean, we can get into this more later, but like there's a couple of players that I was hoping we could target at number six, but uh, you know,
1: uh yeah, of yeah, the Yeah, the draft later. crushes are already starting. <laughs> um, but it's funny you say that the most likely thing happened, uh, because in the last episode I said the most likely thing never happens. <laughs> but it did for us. So yeah, and it happened, oh, whatever. it happened. I'll take it. I'll take it. It happened twice, right? I mean the fourteenth pick, that
0: is pretty much odds are stacked, uh, that it's going to be 14. But, uh, you know, it's funny too, man. Cause I was watching this and I was like, okay, we're not at the number 10 pick. Okay. We're not the number nine pick. Okay. We're not, the, we're not the number eight pick. And I was like, I don't know how to feel because like, I'm getting scared. We're getting too close to like four and three. <laughs> totally, <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. But then, uh, the seventh pick and I was like, okay,
1: okay. We're good. So let me ask you, you know, uh, we also talked about how um lottery and draft season is Warriors Christmas. So if the seven and a fourteen was a was what you woke up on uh Christmas Day and you opened that and you found, you know, in your in your present was seven and fourteen, what would that present be? What's the equivalent of it?
0: Uh something very useful. <laughs> um, I would say like maybe a a belt, a belt. Uh, yeah. I just bought a belt, but like it's a belt that when you open it, you're like, oh, it's a belt. But then hopefully, when you actually start using that belt, it's like got zippers and like secret compartments <laughs> and all this cool stuff. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for with these, so like like fakes. a
1: Batman's belt. Basically. Yeah,
0: like it's it's like. <laughs> You know, the number seven to 14 picks, but like with all these extra surprises, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the super belts, that's what I'm open for. What about you? Uh,
1: I, I was thinking that seven is like a nice shirt that I could, you know, yeah, like, I need a new, a new nice shirt or a nice hoodie that I wouldn't have bought for myself. And, uh, and then 14 would be like uh, socks or underwear. It's like, yeah, I need that. I need, I need, I need a refresh. <laughs>
0: like like again like good quality socks like you know yeah yeah good good ones that you probably
1: wouldn't have bought for yourself you know like a 14 dollar pair yeah for for pick number 14 i didn't even mean that
0: okay okay that's good
1: so not bad not bad okay so the other thing uh just pulling out the warriors christmas thing uh because you sent me uh the that picture where you had the on Tankathon, you had gotten the first and the fourth pick. Now, so what kind of Christmas present would that have been? Equivalent of
0: that would have been the equivalent of it's as if somebody you know like gave me uh, a brand new you know
1: souped up iMac or something like that. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> okay, that's not bad. I had put I had put electric car and uh or round trip to the moon. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I Oh, I fir- I first put trip to the moon and I was like, wait, I don't think I want to come back though. <laughs> the uh
0: electric car you're talking about like a like a grown-up car, right? Yeah. Okay. Electric car, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like well... a
1: really nice one. And I'm <laughs> yeah. Well, so so practical, Patrick. Yeah. R- regardless, um
0: it would have been amazing. I was actually really, really looking forward to because I'd said this. I, I was going to like run around the block screaming. But yeah. no, I stayed home. <laughs> <laughs> With your belt. Yes, yes. So now that we know where we're picking,
1: who do you who do you want to pick? What do you want the Warriors to do? It's funny cause, because it's starting to Gel a little bit, and we got the seventh pick, and all of a sudden people are talking about, oh, Scotty Barnes is working his way into that top top group, mm-hmm. right? Well, there's the top four, and then Kaminga and Barnes, and it's like, oh wait, but we only have seven, <laughs> so you know, I'm finding a way to be disappointed, uh, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I so who do I want? I want Scotty Barnes, I guess. <laughs> that's that's definitely the, the draft crush. um i think i'm i'm kind of rounding out into more who i don't want mm-hmm. and i don't want and also this is a caveat with like i don't know what i'm talking about right now uh things will change in the next few weeks absolutely but as of right now i don't want davion mitchell at seven but i would take him at 14 uh and I guess my my thinking is like, you have to maximize the value. Uh, and my strategy would be, you're going to have, one of these picks has to be a home run swing, uh, like high upside person. And then the other one should be somebody who can play next year. So like with the 14, I'm like, oh, Davian Mitchell, if he's there. Sure. Corey Kispert, if he's there. I'm even talking myself into Chris Duarte. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> just f 14, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: me personally, I also want Scotty Barnes. I've read about him the whole season, but I hadn't really watched many highlights and I've watched a few and I just, I like his motor. I like his, you know, he's he's got long arms. He's pretty tall. I feel like you could guard. I mean, everybody says you can guard like all five positions or at least four of them, right? So I think that's valuable. And I like his attitude. And I like, Yeah. I think his shot, even though people say his offense isn't so great, I feel like his shot could come along. He doesn't seem like one of those people, <clears throat> Ben Simmons, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's weirdly afraid to shoot, you know? Yep. Uh, that being said, I will no longer watch videos of him because I don't want to just get bummed out that he's going to be gone by seven, right? Most likely yeah. if everything holds, I mean, there could be so many, there's trade talk, whatever, all this other mumbo jumbos, so everybody's going to be posturing, but if everything holds and Oklahoma city keeps the sixth pick, they're the perfect team for Barnes to go to. And I mean, he's the perfect guy for them to take because everybody else after is either like a, a Kispert, Davian Mitchell, um, uh, Duarte type, like older player who doesn't have as high of a ceiling that OKC doesn't really want. They want young dudes that they can, you know, bring up together, create assets, all this other stuff. And Barnes is the last great one of those dudes. I mean, great within reason, right? Like, uh, Keon Johnson, uh, Book Knight, whoever you want to throw out there, J- Jalen Johnson—they're not up to par with Scotty Barnes, so like he'll be gone.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean OKC, their draft profile, their drafting history—they, it, it's tough to have them at six because they tend to draft the types of players that you are, that that we always. Love, right? The high upside, toolsy guy mm-hmm. who can be shaped, you know. Um, they always pick those kinds of guys. But I think, or I hope, um, you know, this is going to be a different draft process than last year. Last year, we were just watching uh, IG videos, workout videos, like mm-hmm. Wiseman dunking on uh people our height. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it we be- don't remember those videos. I was like.
0: Man, this guy's like Like, (laughs) 5'8". But he is
1: holding a broom. So, you know, (laughs) he's holding a
0: broom or like those like cushions, you know, like the pushing cushions, like I'm going to push you with this cushion. That is the height of this cushion is going to be like, you know, like
1: 4'11", right? (laughs) When I hit you with it. Yeah, I mean, so, but it's going to be a different process. Like they've already had that combine and they're, you know, there's video clips out there already. Um, to the point where you know you've heard people in the past talk about owners get involved in the process and they fall in love with a pro- with a prospect just as much as we do, right? Mm-hmm. But they can, <laughs> but they can tell their GM, "Oh, you better go pick this guy." So maybe somebody falls in love with Keon Johnson at six or five or something like that, and it pushes somebody down to us.
0: Maybe, maybe, but I will continue to avoid all Scotty Barnes coverage. <laughs> Nonetheless, will lie. As will I. As but, will I. Yeah. Um, who else do I want? Like, I, I also would take Mitchell at fourteen. The fact that he's six feet tall without shoes bugs me, yeah, a little bit. It worries me, and the fact that he's not like crazy long arms, crazy athlete. I mean, he can dunk, but I, I do worry about like how he would perform, like in this sw- <laughs> when he gets switched onto somebody who's like way bigger than him, you know? I mean, he might get played off the floor. Yeah. And uh honestly, like if you want a guy who's a tough defender, just keep Gary Payton's kid, you know? Yeah. And I've also – I guess I would kind of take Kisper too because I'm just like, okay, whatever. He's just like a shooter guy. Let's just bring him in. I do wonder if Jessup, Justinian Jessup from last year's draft is going to make it over. I'm like, oh, could he be as good as Kispert? If you bring them both, you have these two dudes who uh, can just hit threes and hopefully play a little bit of defense, at least not get embarrassed off the floor. Um, But I was actually watching uh, clips of this Duarte guy, Chris Duarte, and I was like, oh, okay. This guy, he is aggressive. He's athletic. He can do things. Apparently, he shot really well from three. He shot like 44% or something like that. This past season, yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows if that translates exactly? But if he's, you know, he's twenty four years old, you just need a guy to come in. Take him at fourteen, man. Take him yeah. at fourteen. Well, he's a he's a guy who could just plug in, plug and play. And if he is, I didn't look at his uh, combine stats or measurements, but like I think he was previously listed at six five six six. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's That's a good. big dude, and I mean, you know, Hollinger for for some of his other takes, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But you know, he made a good point about Duarte is a type of player uh, with a skill set that you would pay ten million dollars a year on, and you get him on a rookie contract in the physical prime, and you get him at three million for the next four years, basically, right? So if he really legitimately is a plug and play guy. Um, then at 14 considering clay you know probably won't be back up to speed by until midseason uh you know that is a useful piece and so i think definitely that 14th 14, 14 pick needs to be somebody you or whatever combination of the two but but one of the picks has to be somebody you can just put in right away
0: yeah and you need somebody whether it's somebody you get in free agency or this draft like a, a Duarte type who you're gonna to have to take pressure off of Clay, you know, especially beginning of the season. And as the season goes, he's gonna need rest days. He might have games where he needs to sit longer than usual. Uh, I mean, look how infrequent KD played this past season. I know mean, it wasn't necessarily Achilles related, but Clay has an Achilles, an ACL, etc. So um, as long as you don't have to overextend Clay, anybody that you can bring in that helps that cause, whether you know you have Jordan Poole already, if you can bring in Duarte. Uh, Gary Payton Jr. If he comes back, your boy Damian
1: Lee, <laughs> all caps, <laughs> gotta bring it. They gotta bring him back. Come on. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, he fulfilled the assignment. That's all I'll say. I thought you were gonna say he fulfilled <laughs> the prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he and Steph may feel that way. But <laughs> yeah, subscribe to that. But, <laughs> um,
0: but um, yeah, like I. I do have concerns about everybody else who's projected in that like seven through, yeah, you know, 14 spot. I worry about Franz Wagner, right? Like, yep. like you've talked about this and other people have too. Like the, he, he's kind of like Dunleavy and it's like, oh, great. Now Dunleavy's and you know, partly in charge of the draft. Is he just going to look at himself and be like, oh, I like this guy. He's really good. <laughs> you know, he could be the next... White Lamar O The next me. <laughs> exactly, right? So I'm like, oh, well, maybe maybe, maybe not. Maybe you should bring somebody else in. So, yeah, I, I really don't know, man. I would be open to see, like, of course, if they could trade it, you know? I have no idea what's on the table. I don't know what it would take to potentially move up to six because if it wasn't OKC, I'd be like, oh, maybe you could convince a team that doesn't have many picks to take the – 7th and 14th just to move up one. Right. Maybe, you know, if it had been Orlando or something. Right. Yeah. But I don't see it really happening with OKC. And I think it would be really hard to move up into the uh, top five at this point, at this point. Totally.
1: I mean, from the way that it's sounding right now, there's no pathway to move up and it's questionable whether or not to actually really choose to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, You know, use these assets in a different way, just pick a different strategy. I think I think two guys that I'm intrigued by, but like you said, they have real question marks. I'm interested in this Turkish kid, Sengun, mm-hmm. uh, because he's played such a high level at age 18. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely, again, has his warts, but... But maybe there's room for improvement. And he, so I was (laughs) watching his clips, and I was like, well, he's kind of like, like his athleticism. He's like slightly bouncier, Looney, right? But Looney plays defense (laughs) really well. He's like six ten, and uh, and but he's got real, real like basketball feel at eighteen, and he won the MVP over there. So. You know, could you imagine Looney with, uh, like, shot-making ability? Like, that'd be useful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other guy I'm interested in, and I have not seen much, but he seems to have been rising, is, is uh, Giddy from Australia. Mm-hmm. And, and that's somebody who I'm like, is he getting the LaMelo bump, right? Because, like, well, look at what LaMelo did right. in the NBL and and he had terrible numbers and he was amazing. Yeah. Uh and now look at this guy. He and he actually had, you know, good numbers, not good shooting numbers, but uh and that's what everybody said he's needed to improve upon, but you know, 6 8 18 or 19 year old who can pass. Yeah. Uh pass like crazy and rebound a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I I have to do more research on all those dudes. I was watching some clips. I watched clips of uh the guy that I've mentioned as like who I wanted, who I've wanted the Warriors to take with like the, the 14th pick, which was Zaire Williams, the kid out of Stanford, out of Sierra Canyon. And I wasn't impressed. Like his Mm -hmm. shot is low. Uh, was skinny. Yeah, and like I don't know how athletic he is. I mean, sure, he might be close to 6'10, but uh you know, again, I'm not ruling anybody out because this is all just like oh, well, let me watch like a 3-minute clip of him playing stand at Stanford, which is, you know, which they had a rough season like a lot of kids had because of the pandemic. But um like you were saying earlier I I'm I'm trying to figure out what i don't like the worst case scenario why is it always trying to figure out the worst case scenario (laughs) because you want to avoid it that's why yeah i i I think i mean if we got here's the thing it's like i was gonna say if if we ended up with davion mitchell and franz wagner would i be disappointed i i don't know like I, i really don't because i'd be like well, we didn't take a, a a swing for the fences, right? That would probably be probably be my main disappointment. But it'd be one of those things where, like, well, let's wait and
1: see if these kids yeah. are any good, right? You know, yeah. um, it, it wouldn't be exciting, but it could still be good. Um, so again, it's like the practical practical Christmas gift, you know, like yeah, could be, you know, and and I think it's about managing our expectations. It's like, okay, we didn't, we didn't get a top four, that's fine. Uh, but we can still, like, make a lot of progress with this draft, what we can do with the picks, with the player development. And I, you know, I, it, it's kind of an extension of something I've been thinking about in terms of um, just player development in general, you're hearing more and more people talk about it. I think that's, One of the reasons why they brought uh, Jokic's old coach over, um, Mm -hmm. not just to develop Wiseman, but also maybe work with Pascal or, you know, some other some other guys. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think like just the focus on development, because, you know, another thing that Lakup said on like the Kamakami podcast was that like you need young players on controllable low price contracts, right? And mm-hmm. you need to accelerate their development so they can contribute because they're, and he kept mentioning the payroll and it is it is historically high. So it does make you think that like, well, you know, they may take these two picks and just try to bring them along and, and get them to contribute as quickly as possible in addition to the other young people that they have. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: if they end up with Duarte and Kispert, <laughs> that actually that would mean that they went really high on one of those dudes. <laughs> would you be happy? With Duarte and Kispert? Yeah. Uh,
1: I just pulled those like out of thin air. I don't think so, but <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll reserve judgment. The thing is like from from you know, if I'm not getting Scotty Barnes, then then I'll just withhold judgment, you know. Like I, yeah. like if I can't have Scotty Barnes, then then I'll just take whatever and figure, you know, figure it out later. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: All I know is, um like, Bob Myers is going to be on the hot seat a little bit because his ex- he always had the not that he would throw it out as an excuse, but his built-in excuse was like he was picking late, he was picking yep. second rounders, and then. He got the James Wiseman pick, which was pretty much a gimme, and now he actually has to, like, he has neither. He, he's in this yeah. really, really tough zone where he has to make something happen, and um, I have faith. He's a smart guy, and I'm very curious to see what he does, whether it's a trade or picks
1: or whatever. Um, he's got to get a hit on one of these. Exactly. Gotta get a hit on one of these, whether very, it's like you, you yeah. trade one of them or whatever. Or one of them develops into a like a solid starter or something like that.
0: Yeah, and he's he's very lucky that uh, Jordan Poole worked out because that's like
1: oh, it's bottom right. some time. Yeah, it's bottom like, some.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, real quick. What are your? Uh, do you want Ben Simmons?
1: No. Why? Because it will take Draymond or Wiggins to get him, just in terms of matching salaries. Uh. I guess, unless it's some kind of, I don't even think you can even do a three way. Uh, I'm, sh- I mean, I'm no cap expert, but I'm pretty sure the money has to go out. And I think Draymond is too important to the team. I think the continuity that Wiggins offers is really useful and he fits possibly better. I know Simmons has some upside, like, but i don't think he's going to learn how to shoot in the next 3 months. Yep. Um i mean yeah. he is obviously higher upside but we don't need upside right now. We need we need a dependable wing which Wiggins turned into last year. What about you? Would you want Ben Simmons? No. No, not for what we would have to give up.
0: Yeah. And to me same thing. It's like when if you look at Wiggins as the trade piece for salary matching problem with wiggins was that you know his effort right that was always his problem and we pulled that out of him the warriors pulled that out and he gives effort you know he's a he doesn't have to be the first or second option but he puts a lot of effort in on both ends of the floor great like you said the thing with simmons is he can't shoot he doesn't want to shoot and so you got to figure out if you can pull that out i mean I would never trade for him not knowing what his mental problem was. Like, like if I was a GM, I'd be like, okay, tell me why you're not shooting period. You know, tell me, like, I got to know. And in terms of Draymond, like that's out of the question. Like for one, like, can you imagine you're, you're, you're trying to win and you get rid of the the quote unquote heart and soul of the team, the guy that Steph depends on. And Draymond knows his role. Ben Simmons even though he's still I mean he's still young, right? And so he's going to want to do different things that than Draymond does. Yeah. And bottom line Draymond 16 game player, Ben yeah. Simmons 82 game player so far, right? Like and yeah. and it's not even hypothetical because he saw him in this Hawks series like be a like two game player or something. Yeah. So yeah. I I definitely uh, would would uh, would not do that at at this point. Before I uh, let you go, I wanted to get just your quick thoughts on how you feel about like the top four or five lottery teams because you'd always say to me like, "Hey, hopefully they don't end up in the West," and yeah. the majority didn't, but they ended yeah. up with like a couple teams that I personally hate. <laughs> and, you know, like I was really pissed the Raptors um, got the fourth pick. Uh, Cleveland, third pick. Detroit, I don't actually hate, you
1: know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was glad that three of the four were in the East, uh, you know, a little annoyed with Houston, but that's okay. Um, you know, in terms of the Raptors, I, I it, it seems like Suggs will go for, it seems like a good fit for them. Uh, so I guess I'm happy for my friends. We're Raptors fans. That's very generous of
0: you. I have, (laughs) I have no friends who are Raptor fans, but I I actually think that's a really good fit for them as well. Yeah. It's like uh, the
1: perfect fit, but I I was pissed about the Cavs. I mean, like what a shit franchise. Um, and what a weird roster. And I feel bad for any kid who has to go there to be honest, like Kobe Altman has done a terrible job. The ownership is terrible. Um, I'm sure the people in Cleveland are very nice. Uh, I don't know that to be true. I don't know that at all, actually, but I'm sure they are. Um, uh, I don't but know what that. a weird, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird franchise. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, they, yeah. A good chance to get Jalen Green. Right. And like, I don't, Jalen Green will develop no matter where he goes, but I don't know if he'll be as good playing out there. I don't even know who the Cleveland coach is at this point, to be honest.
1: Good question. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Don't really care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, it is interesting to hear and I'm positive it's a smokescreen, but um, the like Detroit, well, you know, there's no saying if we're just going to pick Kate, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're playing the like, we're going to look at all, we're going to look at everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Uh, you know, the last trade where there was uh, something like a challenge trade was the Fultz and Tatum trade. And uh, wouldn't that be cool to see if there was something in in that top three or top four where there was this challenge trade, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if the
1: Pistons actually are telling the truth, maybe they don't like Kate. maybe they like Jalen Greed, and they make some kind of crazy trade with the Cavs. It would have been crazy if OKC was in the top four.
0: And because they have so many assets, it's like, you know, they could offer the a top four pick and a ton of other picks. But I mean, coming from six, uh, maybe not so much. So who knows? Yeah, they might I can see them potentially like the, like you said, they like green. They want Mobley. Who knows? One last thing. So, like right now, the day after the lottery, who are the
1: Warriors picking? <laughs> oh. Uh they're gonna pick Chris Duarte at fourteen, and oh, uh, Josh Giddy. I don't know. I don't know. Josh Giddy at seven. <laughs> Dang. I Hot take <laughs> special insight from Bogut and like uh, and hey, maybe that. Remember they sent somebody over to watch to a quote unquote. Check in on Jessup. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, all right, all right. yeah. Well, what about you? What do you think? Um,
0: This is what I just like, again, day after the lottery, just gut. I think they'll probably trade, but like as a cop-out. But if they kept the picks right now today, I think, and this is not what I necessarily want, but like I think they're going uh, – they would go – Mitchell
1: <laughs> and Duarte. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh Wow, we've really convinced ourselves about Chris Duarte. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's I just watched
0: one video yesterday and I was like, okay, I like him better than Kisper, But yeah. I think it'll play. I
1: think it'll play. So yeah. you know? Anyway, guys.
0: All right, well, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter, at Oakland Warriors. And check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.